I was kind of just jabbering on talking to myself. We're live now. Jabbering on yeah. talking to myself. And uh, I started playing some suicidal tendencies music and I let it kind of get loud into the mic. And I was singing along, kind of being a fucking broody fucker or whatever. And uh, the next thing I, I even said, the last thing on the mic, I say, they're going to fucking pull this shit. And you can hear on the audio, audio it goes, eh, uh, uh, and then I thought, that's them trying to, you know, kill the audio. But now, man, I don't fucking know, man. That's, that's some weird shit. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. Oh, I remember what we were talking about. You're asking me what you thought about the title. I love the title, dude. And I've always had an attitude as far as, as swearing goes, like saying fuck or whatever. You know, I, I'm not I don't I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ, but I also believe that he doesn't judge us for the way we talk. You know, everybody tries to say, you know, oh, you should be the they're just words. Words are just what comes out of their noises coming out of our mouths. I mean, come on, let's not get insanely crazy here, but uh I don't, I don't get ex- overly excited over, over, uh, language. I, and I think it's probably because of my upbringing. Like I, I never, I didn't grow up with a whole lot. And uh, a lot of the people I hung around with didn't have a whole lot. So that's just, and then my work experience about working in the factories, you know what I mean? That's just a way of communication that was, I was always around. So, uh, you could say just about anything and it's not really going to offend me too much. So I think it's great. It's just the way I talk, man. So I think it's great, man. So more power to you. Appreciate that. It's just like, uh, T dog said it right. I asked him about it. He was like, man, it's just a fucking slang term. It's just like casual talk. He totally understood it. I'm like, man, I'm glad you, uh, you nailed it. You just, you just nailed it there. It's not, like we're I'm talking like bad information or we're trying to badmouth somebody. It's just a casual. It's a term for casual, fun conversation. And for me, I don't know uh, just the fucking part of it. It's just a, a little eye catcher, or ear catcher. You know what I mean? That, I think that it's. Of it. I think it's like. Um, uh, what do you want to say? Universal. It's it's like a it appeals to a wider audience. You know that's how fucking real people talk. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how we do. And, Buddy, I uh, was really shook a little bit. You know, I I hate I try not to let people's opinions uh, interfere with the dream, the vision. You know what I mean? Because I'm a firm believer. Uh, I don't know what you're capable of. You don't know what I'm capable of. We should not be judging each other or trying to talk each other out of our dreams. But when I started this and I started reaching out to you know folks about it, and I actually reached out to you know uh, my sponsors and all that, and some of them been great, but one of them in particular was like, no fucking way, no fucking way. I, I'm not coming on a show with squares on it. I'm you know bigger in the ag community and i don't want you know them looking me up and seeing them swears in the title and in particular fucking and shit you know i'm i'm sorry but you have to respect my opinion i'm like you also have to respect it this is kind of the audience you're gearing to (laughs) you know do you want to reach these people or not you know so i was uh I was a little shook about the title at first, if I should uh, manipulate it at all. And he actually asked me to do that. 
and that was no word of a lie. He said, maybe we can call it uh, a, something else for that episode and, you know, just work around it. And I said, I texted him back. I'm like, no, no, it's not going to happen. You know, maybe some other day when you've, uh, you respect my opinion here, some other day when uh, you've changed your mind or whatever, uh, We'll go for a there, but I guess you were just not a fit. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, you handled that perfectly because think about it. You know, if he if he felt that strongly about it, what's the chances you're going to get through an interview without at least slipping up and saying fuck once? So it's probably a good thing to, to I mean, if they're that offended by it, then just I would have the opinion, please don't come on this show. It's just not for you. I'm sorry. We're right real people on, that don't right get offended over, over talking. So that's, that's the kind of show we have. So. <laughs> and I think, too, that it kind of sets a, it should set the, give them a, the pace that, you know, it is going to be a little bit more laid back. That uh, Kind of like I told you on the show before we got off tonight, you know, loosen yeah. your tie, buddy. You ain't got to, <laughs> we're not going to be discussing no facts that you have to, you know, be straining your brain about this stuff. Well, I want you to know, I want to illustrate how much I respect you, buddy, there that uh, I've worked, dude, I don't know what it is now, I think two weeks straight close to it. And this is Sunday. I actually went to work this morning and um, tomorrow, Monday is my first day off in, in that whole stretch. But I knew that that was that was the day I was like, all right, my very first day off, I'm going to do that show for Eagle. So that's why I've been trying to keep up because my schedule's a little floating because of the circumstances uh as soon as i knew every time they told me something changed I, I i let you know because i wanted to be i wanted to be here as soon as i could for you so so i'm here <laughs> i appreciate your support that's for sure and it's an honor that you were able to swing this because i knew it was going to be a good one and it was man this is uh it's been a great you know, like like you said we've been pleasure of meeting a couple of times and having some smoke sessions but it's nice to uh, understand you on a deeper level, you know what I mean? A uh, little bit more than non-cannabis and just a little bit more about the, your your basis, where you're coming from on the planet, you know, what has led you here. And yeah, that's, it's a, a cool thing. I think that's what a lot of people are looking for, to be honest, is that side, is... Uh, like that deep dive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all, when we're on these shows, we're always uh, trying so hard to be, not necessarily, uh, we're not trying to be the one that is correct. We're just worrying about being correct. You know what I mean? And thorough in the information that we're, we're putting out there, that it can be uh, a little bit stressful, even though we're enjoying it. It can be... You know, I, it's a lot of times, so the first couple episodes, people said, you know, I can't believe you've, you've stepped out and tried this. You're so quiet on the show. And I've always said, well, if you watch me on the show, I'll sit through that first hour and I don't say a lot. I'm usually staggered when a sequence slides it over. Eagle Garden, do you want to say something? I'm usually like, oh, uh, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I need that. That I need the the warm up of the banner, the conversation, the casual warm up of the conversation with us, and uh, I need to smoke that that medication. I need to be medicated a little bit, 
and then I can feel that the, the easiness, you know, kind of relax down my back. And if you notice, I usually around, you know, quarter to nine throughout the rest of the show is when I usually will start, you know, voicing up a little bit and without trying to get uh, too mic dominant anyway. Well, don't feel too bad, brother, because uh, I have two hours of podcasting before I get into that one. So uh, that's my warm-up period because sometimes, well, like... For example, today, that podcast we did was about lighting. And that's like one of my weakest areas because like what you're saying with the uh, having that the circle, the power circle or whatever, I would just ask some like sequence. He's really good with lighting. I would ask him, you know, because the lighting, you know, I look into it and I just start seeing all these numbers and, and everything else. And it's just like for some reason, the lighting aspect, I haven't super applied myself. And I'm sure if I did, I'd get a better understanding of it. But to me, it's like, I know enough people in the industry that are really good with this stuff. Like they've got the love for lighting, learning about lighting that I have for learning about gardening, you know, organic gardening. So that it's like, why don't I just leverage that? Why don't I just say, okay, sweet. I'm going to just let them learn all they can about lighting. And I'm going to learn all I can about my growing. And then when we get together, I can just bounce my ideas off of them and, and they'll give me the answer. And we both benefit because they might want the same kind of information that I'm maybe specializing in maybe an organic kind of a input or something. So I think it's just like, we're so much stronger in that team because then we can get so much done faster. For me, it's like, I can feel comfortable that I'm not just all alone trying to do everything by myself. I can feel comfortable enough to not spend my time on learning lighting because I have somebody that I trust is going to be doing that for me and I can do what I love. So that's kind of my strategy. And it's, it's in all these podcasts really, is that it's kind of just for me being there and being present and being in the conversation, I can ask these people that are so much smarter than me, or we won't even, uh, we won't even. That book's getting to be huge, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. Dude, grow show, a phone call there, grandmaster level. Hey, man, I got a question, bro. Cheap old grown show. But that. <laughs> What's up, you know? But oh, that's you powerful, man. Your own little mastermind university, if you wanted to, with the the keys you got there, brother. I'm just saying, man, it's powerful to have information like that at your fingertips. Almost, it's like it's so nice to be able to just because I love just being with the plants, and it's gonna sound, I don't know what, but just I'll hang out down here more than anywhere else, just to be with my plants. It just brings me happiness, and uh, that's what I want to do, man. I don't want to learn the science of light i'm sorry it's not an interesting topic to me so uh to have people to lean on it's so so nice to, to do those things and and like another perfect example like on the cheap home grow podcast uh shout out to matthew gates he's an ipm specialist you know so i this has been last year now but i was uh taking uh doing a transplant and i saw this mite crawling in the soil and i'm like i'm pretty sure this is a predator mite just by the way it's acting and stuff but fuck it, I'm going to take five seconds and take a little video of it with my macro lens for my camera on my phone. And then I just sent it off to Matthew Gates. And within, I mean, a few minutes, I had an answer. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. That's a that's a beneficial mite, soil mite. And I mean, he's got it all laid out for me. And it's just like, man, mad love, dude. Thank you. You just saved me so much stress. <laughs> so and then like, I mean, I could sit here for another hour and just name people, you know, Jack Greenstock what a wealth of information. I mean, look at that episode he did with you. I mean, anytime I have 
like if I have an interest in like, say, for example, I want a blue dream, you know, it doesn't matter. I could just come up with a strain name and he's probably going to find that damn thing. And I didn't even know it's a fucking strain. <laughs> and he's going to tell me what the cross was. It's just I amazing. Right now in my eyes, I call Jack Greenstock. He's, he's the cannabis badass right now in my eyes, man. That dude is fucking a wealth of knowledge. You are too. I mean, I'm not trying to discredit you at all, brother. But that fucker, I've noticed he's that guy that, you know, he can be in like any show in the chat and the show could actually like fumble up, but yet refer back to Jack. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know Jack's in the chat. Jack, you just throw me that answer right quick. And Sequence <laughs> is becoming a lickety split motherfucker. I don't mean that. He knows I don't mean motherfucker in a bad term. But that's, and that's another thing about me and it's like the fucking talking shit with Eagle. I have, I call you know people, I it, maybe it's, you know, just me, but people I love, I, I tend to call them fuckers. Just out of, it's a loving thing. So when I call him motherfucker, it's a lot of love. He's a close second, man. He's a fact checker and like gets right on that shit if you got some questions too. Much love for him and everybody at the Bullets Pro Show. Well, and, you know, I want to say this about with you guys on Sunday. Yeah, and I want to say this about sequence. I really. Yeah, don't forget it. Miss Cantaloupe. Did you say her? Yeah, Miss Cantaloupe. I, God, I almost forgot her. <laughs> Thank you. But I what I want to say about sequences is that one thing I appreciate about him that he brings in to the table besides the lighting and a lot of other things. But um, I like how he like he keeps me on my toes like he'll he'll play devil's advocate and be like okay well why do you feel that way or i think this or i think opposite of what you do and when you have to defend your position as frustrating as that can be it makes that information sink into your head more it's like oh somebody's questioning why i do this maybe i better look into why i'm doing this you know what i mean what's 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 the actual facts so then maybe you go back and look and be like okay i just found this information and this is why so to have an answer i guess to say you know you know, why do you do this? Give me an answer. Why? You know how you're, you know, if you have kids, you, how many times you hear why, why, why? Then you explain that and they want to know the why to that. Well, that all brings understanding. That's why they're asking you that. And, and the further you can go back on those whys, as many whys as you can answer, it just brings, builds more and more understanding to where you might have answered a hundred questions, but in reality, you've answered a million questions down the road but that understanding that they took they answered those own questions and figured out those problems from the information that you got so i do really appreciate about the sequence he seems to uh to really extract that information out of your head kind of like well why do you really feel that way or you know or i've heard this or or getting back to jack you know how you said you know you don't want to take away from my knowledge thing but, but no i 100 percent agree when when i'm trying to explain things i'm really good about remembering like a study i read but i could never tell you where that study was with jack he takes it one step further and he can be like no no it's this study do you want me to email it to you i've got that <laughs> you know what i mean so to have that backup with the with a with a information like that that's super impressive to me because it's not a, really a skill that for some reason that's never retained in my head it's just the i get the gist of what the study was and that's really all i can retain <laughs> I, I just appreciate the hunger for the knowledge that he's He's trying to accumulate, you know. I was telling him when I talked to him, I'm like, dude, you need to, to write a book. You need to uh, put all of this all in one place. He said something about uh, writing, thinking about writing a book at some point, and I asked him if uh, 
that he could please make it available on audio because I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to audio right now. And I just, I, you know, I, I, I put a lot of time into fucking audible right now, fucking time. And there's something I like about it. So I asked him if he was ever going to write the book to at least put it on audible so I could work in the garden and fucking listen to that shit. Or at the very least, he's got that podcast that he barely updates anymore, but uh, he could just read a chapter right. every week. Read a chapter every week and fucking, there's your podcast, bro. All the way through the whole year. Get get on that book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I love, I love going on those shows because, I mean, we just touch a few people, but they all bring their own different expertise or even more importantly, their own set of eyes on something. That's why I'm like addicted to to even getting on these shows is because yeah i'm on these shows and um you know yeah, who you're poised to be up who you in my eyes who you're poised the next step for you is what's that bubble man i don't bubble know man is your next step man that fucker's uh, trying to bury us all you notice <laughs> that shout out to bubble man you hard working son of a bitch when he, uh, God damn, he has been just blasting the content. Yeah, I just every time he's in my feed, and every time I look back, it's like two hours ago, one hour ago, four hours ago. I'm like, look at these shows. Where, how is he doing this? I mean, I'll different what, content. It ain't hash anymore. I can tell you yeah. that he's grow. He's he's trying to cover it all. I tell you Shit, what, he's got a really to... good series with Dragon Earthfly on medicine on there, and uh, a yoga teacher, and uh, a mushroom expert, and it was Jeff Lowenfels. I was listening yeah. to him today. Yeah, excellent, excellent. A regenerative. Uh, it was the second episode on Hashpoint 2.0, the growing series. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking. I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, man. This is crazy. He's fucking raising the bar on us here. You know, Michigan Grows Show. They Bros Grows Show. Got to get that fucking shit right. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're trying to lay down their own fucking tracks like that to where, you know, they're content, 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 you know, stay, staying high as much as they can. But, man, when you got fucking Bubble Man just day after day after day, he's, he's fucking really setting the bar. Well, I mean, quarantine, man, he's taking full advantage of his time, you know, that's, you know what, and and that's a really good message right there, you know, with this quarantine, that's precious time, man, time is the most precious commodity we all have, and if you're going to be sitting at home, do something with that time, man, you don't have to just sit there and watch fucking Tiger King, (laughs) you know what I mean, you can do something productive with your time, man, and you can get all these projects that you've been meaning to do, why not just do one project a, a week, one project a day, just do one thing and it's just going to make you feel better. Just that sense of completion is just, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but to have a, like a list that you can check off, it just feels so good to just check off a fucking list, man. We still do that. Even at, even at Mint Canico, we have a whiteboard and it's like, this is what we need to get done, you know, by this day. And we just go through and as we get stuff knocked out, boom, check it off. feels so good to do that. Just boom, check it off. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good, uh, a good way to get through these kind of trying times. Something. I mean, I think we're going to run into like depressions. I think a lot of people are, you know, being locked up and stuff. We're lucky with uh, being able to grow plants. I think that's really like antidepressive. But uh, people that, you know, I can only imagine you only watch so much TV or, or I don't know, playing video games would be nice because that's like engaging. At least you're engaging and it's a little bit different. But 
think eventually people are going to be like, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> they don't even know what to do with their time. They don't have that, that hobby, like what we do to keep us busy or something like that. And I really pe- hope people find something, you know, gardening. I'm going to say gardening. I hope you know? they find <clears throat> this is a good time to find their family. It's good, this is a good time. Unfortunately, I hope it's not the other way. I hope I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to be seeing a lot of uh, divorces out of this. You know, I hate these times, Spartan. I really do. But as I drive down the road, it is so refreshing to see people at home and out in their fucking yards. You, I mean, seriously, when how long has it been since you drove through a fucking subdivision or whatever and seen kids playing out in the fucking yard and doing shit? It's been a long fucking time. Most of the time, they're ghost times. You don't see no kids driving down through them same subdivisions. This is, is at least brought people back home and made them, you know, made them reconnect. So, yeah, that's good to come out of it. And I've seen a lot of people like getting out as far as I see people walking, walking their dogs uh, in my neighborhood anyway. And it's a lot higher volume than I usually see. And, you know, I don't think it's dangerous because they're still within their way more than six feet away. You know what I mean? They're on the opposite side of the street. and It's just good to see people getting out and getting into the I think that's another important thing. Now, as the spring's coming, get out, get that sun, get some of that vitamin D production going in your skin. And that's going to make you feel a lot better just to get out there and breathe some fresh air. And even if it's in your backyard, you know, get your compost piles going and get your garden going. And it's always fun to get out there and get a little bit dirty <laughs> get the yard cleaned up i just got uh confirmation from uh for girlie it's gonna be on tuesday oh sweet man congratulations and then you, i heard on another show you said you had what was it jeff lowenfels you had coming in about a month i'm I, he said he would be on the show i'm not gonna uh i just ordered all of his books uh, teaming with fungi and oh dude shit. you should have said tonight i've got them all for free i could share them to you for free but they're the audio i love audio i love oh, audio to, okay they're all on audio so i can work in the garden and listen so driving. let me ask you this because obviously you're a fan of the audio book i was thinking of signing up for either audible or youtube red where i could listen to all these youtube videos without it uh, at work, I'll be able to listen to at work, so I don't have to keep the display turned on on my phone. So you're talking about uh, the the premium, not the bread. All right, I guess. It's yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know what whatever. That I was called. thinking of the TV. They they have so many products out now. They had the TV. Yeah. The I'm talking about the one where I can play it with my phone turned off, so it doesn't have to actually play the video and kill my phone's battery. I would go it. with the Audible, to be honest with you. You might get more content. Uh, from the YouTube, uh, and it, it is battery saving, but I like the the knowledge I get to pick from the knowledge I you know from the Audible, and then it's more clearly read and even more better information if the book I'm sourcing is read by the author. It is more uh, genuine in- delivery of the information. But uh, with the auto, the Audible membership is like fourteen bucks a month. And that gives you uh, two free credits, <clears throat> if I remember right. If not, just one. Uh, but I believe it's two. So you get, with a credit, you can buy any book. That's, uh, a book can be like $40, like a $40 book. And you can get it with one credit. Or you can, uh, you know, you, they offer two uh, other originals, too. 
So whatever they produce as one of their original books or podcasts, you get two of those choices as well. And then uh, if you want, you can buy credits after that. They're like dollars, I want to say, for three credits thereafter. And again, for each uh, credit, you get a book. And most of them, you know, most books these days, you know, can, they can be pretty expensive. And hey, when you're buying them in the deal like that, they work out to be like 11 something a credit. So, and I like, do you earn credits that, every month or something? Do you get like a credit a month or something? Or do you have to always buy credits? They, with the membership, you get free credits a month, two free credits. And then you're building a library as well. So you can go back and listen to that knowledge at any time with your phone shut off or while you're driving, you can download them. So you're not even, you don't even need service. And it's always there. You can bookmark things and go back to it and shit like that. So I like the Audible because I can also get the same information from YouTube at any time in my grow room if I want to leave my TV up because I've got a smart TV here in the, in the grow. So I can pull up YouTube and let that fucker play all day long. But when I'm traveling or doing whatever, then I can listen to some more knowledge that I've all reached out for. It's a more credible source. Anybody can make a YouTube video, but you better be fucking spot on for a book. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but again, so, I think uh, I find on YouTube, it's like more up to date, whereas a book, it takes And if you don't like process. the book with Audible, you can, you can trade it back in and get your credit back and get a new book. So if oh, you, no, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So I actually got, uh, I believe it was all three of his Lowenfellas books for one credit. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't yeah, buy killer. them all for, yeah. and there's some tons of books. You know, like I just, uh, I just took a le- basics to botany, uh, introduction to plant science. It was a fucking 26 lesson fucking series by I don't I can't remember her name, but she's really a credible on the botany field. And she did it. It was all, again, it was written and read by her. So it was super knowledgeable. It was well put. She joked throughout the whole thing. And, uh, man, I picked up a lot of great information for that. For that one credit, I that, that was a, basically a fucking college course I just took, you know. And they even compared it to a, a college course and the information that's going to be laid down in the beginning. And there's a lot of books on there. Fuck, that book was 18 hours. You know what I mean? For one credit, you delivered a lot of info, and it's in your pocket at any time. You know, so that's why it's just audible versus YouTube. YouTube's free, you know, as long as you want to leave the power on your screen or put it up on your laptop or in the TV in your room, then that information's always there and free where you can source more credible information from Audible and build you a library. And it kind of totes you, too, because it gives you stats and badges. Oh, you are a weekend warrior badge and shit like that. And it actually breaks it down to you. Oh, yeah, it's stoking you. It's like, okay, 100 hours and you can be like a a newbie. You know, fucking uh, 200 hours. Now you're a novice, you know. 500 hours you're a fucking pro and uh it keeps you wanting to fucking it, it's got me kind of hooked i'm always like when i'm looking through them books that i want it's like okay 
which one's got the most hours I'm trying to rack up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm racking up stats. It comes that fucking competitive edge I'm talking about. And the knowledge as well. I'm like, okay, I can learn what I want to learn. I can stack up some fucking hours here. Earn me a fucking badge. Oh, I can so, see myself doing that shit too, man. That's that's probably <laughs> what I'll do, though. I like that. I like the sound of that a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably get that for my phone right now if you got younger kids in your house audible's giving it to uh, school kids for free they can source uh, audio books any audio books they want for uh, nothing right now that's cool that's i have a son but he's uh he's 17 so <laughs> he's still still kid if you can get him to suck in some knowledge <laughs> yeah i'll have to tell him i'll have to tell him it's worth a shot that's for sure <laughs> i don't know he's he's good kid and he's kind of He's kind of, I'm, I'm rubbing off on him a little bit, I think, because he's starting to uh, look into... Fucking co- excellent in my eyes. Uh, example there. <laughs> well, he's looking oh, into uh, Sounds college. like your ethic, work ethics and everything are fucking right there. Yeah, and he, uh, I told him he, he should at least get a botany degree, just like what you were saying with the botany book. Uh, I said, at least just do something botany, man, because uh, there's always going to be a need for that. And a lot of, you know, I think food production there's going to have to be a change in what we're doing so there's going to need to be experts in the field and i want him to learn tissue culture <laughs> i really want him to learn tissue culture so he can revive my you know make sure all my plants if i ever get a virus or something i can just call up my son hey want to hook up your old man <laughs> you know i that was one of the things and this show is like i said earlier in the show this show is really kind of made me want to dig in you know and expand my knowledge so much further into this plan almost it makes me want to just fucking forget everything i know right now and want to fucking start over with the botany and see how i can uh what i can expunge from that and uh, the knowledge general knowledge of all plants and then uh hone it, take what I get and hone it into my cannabis knowledge. And uh, I already within that, that one book, there's so many things that I've related and I uh, can see in the description of other plants that it's like, man, I can see, you know, I can take that knowledge. I've le- just learned from that plant and I can apply it to my workings of my garden. But uh, it, it was a good place to go back and start. Yeah, that sounds super interesting and uh, if you think about it, DM me the name of that book so that when I do get Audible, I'd like to listen to that same one. Hold on, I got it right here. I'll tell you. <laughs> it takes two seconds right. to look, pull up your Audible. <laughs> All right. But I will send you the link as well because um, it was a super good book. And like I said, it, it makes a big difference to me. I've been noted to say, you know, I'll fucking sit through anything if it's narrated well. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll at least give it a shot. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm a big fan of uh, this uh, is one. Fantasy is here. It is uh, from Great Source Courses, uh, Plant Science Introduction to Botany. And let me go back because I know it tells the author there. Uh, All these books you think it'd be right there. Okay. It's uh, Catherine. Oh, damn it. When I go to the book, okay. 
Catherine Keeler is the author. Narrated by Kathleen Keeler. K-E-K-L-E-E-K-L-E-L-E-R was her last name. And uh, this is what it would look like when you uh, go looking for it there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. It's Thank a great book. That. She's she kind of it's kind of funny because she's a, a you can tell she's like a college super knowledgeable person professor or whatnot, and she's yeah. got these corny like, I <laughs> God I hope she never watches this. Um, <laughs> she's got this. She almost like seems uh she seems like that fucking professor that's like uh, sex craved almost because she's <laughs> all through the book she makes these like kind of flat jokes about uh sex and <laughs> you can tell that she's made these same jokes like a hundred times to her students <laughs> they're yeah it's funny every time i hear it i'm like man damn no i gotta get it man it sounds even this, better this poor lady is just <laughs> looking for some loving <laughs> <laughs> I just had to close down. I didn't realize this whole time when we had that little blip or whatever to knock us off that it nicked, it knocked came me back. It, well, that knocked me out of, it knocked me out of chat in uh, YouTube. So I just thought nobody was in chat. Now I just reloaded it and there's all kinds of people talking. So, yeah, we came back. They came back like 15 strong. We're back down to 11 right now, but yeah, we've got, you know, 15 badasses that came right back. <clears throat> And it's amazing, though. These people that have been tuning in, at the end, I like to shout everybody out. I go through each out and try to thank as many people as I can, anybody, anyway. But, uh, man, they have really been going the gauntlet, these shows. Some of them, the whole four hours, you know, it's 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 really touching. It really is. Super impressive, too, because you guys sit here for that four hours, too. So, hey, hats off to you, buddy. <laughs> I'd do you know, it in a second. I just think it's cool as fuck that anybody would donate. You know, to me, time's precious, and if somebody's willing to sit back and listen to me, I think that that's so fucking honorable. It is. It just, well, it's humbling. I guess. It's I think. I think what it is with you, Eagle Dude, is just you're so real, and you don't see that on TV. Everything's so fake, and there's always an agenda. You know, it seems like behind it. So. I think in, in with the Michigan Bros Grow Show, the live show, it's like we're all like real people. We have issues or whatever problems and we're humans and we're not afraid to say that. We, we don't hide behind that. We just are real about things. And I think a lot of people respect that. And uh, I think it shows. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I really do. I really do. Uh, I enjoy doing this and. You know, people have been super fucking inspirational, not only in the chat, but they've been nice enough to uh, lay good comments down. I think in this whole time I've had like one stupid comment, but I don't want to take it under my skin. The, the, the sport the other way has been uh, really, really cool. I mean, I've really got some, uh, I've reached out to a lot of people and if they haven't uh, committed they're kicking it around. Uh, Danny Danko has committed. Jeff Lowenfeld said he'd come. It's just a matter of uh, I want to I want to read those books or listen to them books and uh, 
get a brush up on that shit before I, I get him on here. I don't want to come on him getting on here. Look, Dude, I love I'm sure he wouldn't even look at it like that, but he's so I, cool. I have a respect for the man and I want to, I want to uh, show that when he comes. But uh, Danny Dinkle said he was coming. Uh, Jeff Lohenfels, uh, Meg Grower's coming within the next week. Broly's coming. Uh, Callie Grown. Uh, Callie, you know who I'm talking about? The original weed nerd there. Uh, he's coming on. I, you know, and he didn't even hesitate. You know, I reached out and I said, "Hey, man." Uh, he commented on one of my posts about the show. He was like, "That's hey, it's really cool." He's going, on, "Keep it up." I, uh, I think it's cool for what you're doing. And I thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking reach out to him, and he said, "Fucking, he didn't even, it was seconds back." Yeah, no, of course, no problem, man. I've got much respect for you. I'd be happy to come on. The it's response dope. has been overwhelming, and I'm just like blown away. I really I am. I'm fucking. I don't know away. any other industry, dude. It's just like it seems like the the weed industry seems to be so. There's a there's a section of the weed industry, we'll say, because I'm, there's always your bad players in every industry, but. In more than any other industry I've ever been a part of, I think the weed industry is so welcoming and so, you know, just brings everybody in. And as long as you're cool, you get treated cool. You know what I mean? And what more could you ask for? So that's what I, that's what's really drawn me into this whole community of it, too, is just like, that's all I've ever really wanted. That's like a perfect scenario in my eyes. It's like, you know what I mean? Just respect each other and uh, be welcoming. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing working together. You know what I'm saying? Instead of working against each other. And uh, oh man, if- there's no way I'm changing the thumbnail on the second half of this video. Why? What's the thumbnail look like? I don't know if you can see it. I look high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> good photo man you look like you have a good time man hell yeah i'm good with that man it takes a lot to get this guy high so hey i know it does that. man that's fucking awesome man this has been good too you didn't think you was gonna fucking be able to give me a few minutes and i was gonna be happy with uh even if you only laid me down a half hour man i was gonna be like i, I totally get it man you've got a long day but man We've got some numbers going here, and I appreciate every bit of this shit. Oh, man. I'm enjoying myself. It's like you couldn't pull me away. It's like hanging with my my buddy, bro. So anytime if I'm – my only thing is, is like, you know, you guys' hours, you know, you're night owls, but I have to sometimes get up in the the morning and work. So on my work days, it's not really possible, but I plan on showing up to these more often, especially like – this coming up week, I think I have to work Wednesday, Thursday, but there are other days, man. If I'm available, I plan on staying up for them if I can, if I'm not too tired. And I appreciate it. That's for sure, man. I, all the support I get, man, you're welcome to jump in. There's a lot of times, too, that the reason why these episodes have went so long is if I've had a, a somebody on and, uh, like, say, Herbs now, he came on and uh, I let him talk is talk and uh we you know whatever and i understand most people don't want to hang out for that time but the show ended and i kind of sat there and i was like you know i'm not done yet i wanna i'll smoke another fucking joint and 
there's been a couple times where I've seen just seen some people in chat and said, hey, you know, you want to fucking jump in and talk to me or just chat themselves. I've supercharged it a little bit, but there's been a lot of cool people that's wanted to come in like, you know, second gear on it and like just take it off again. Well, I think that interaction, dude, honestly, is like the biggest draw. I mean, that's so cool for somebody to be able, you know, for I remember being still to this day, being that person in chat, just loving and fanboying, watching the show and just eating up every little bit of information because each little bit was new for me. But I'm learning from these these OGs, you know, that I, I put everybody up on this pedestal and um it was so exciting just to be noticed in chat. And not only are you noticing people in chat, you're calling them out by name. And at the same time, you're pulling them up and in interviewing them too. So I only see, you know, great success for you because it's just such a great model, I think. And it's a long form, which means people can get their ideas out and there's no like big interruption. It's almost like the Joe Rogan-esque in that part. But I think at the roots of it, and, and maybe you did this consciously or maybe it's subconsciously, but to me, it reminds me of a uh, weed nerd of the late, the later weed nerds where sub was just coming on and it, it might've been more therapy for him sometimes than it was for, you know, the entertainment factor for other people. You know, I think you get something out of it too, to be able to have that interaction. Almost definitely. Most fucking definitely. This is very therapeutic for me. And uh, I'm sure deep down and there had a lot to do with sub in there some way, you know, it, it, when you spoke, said, told me about the song and that, it's kind of weird because I've had some moments like that, you know. Uh, he was a close friend of mine. And when he passed, man, I really, because we've had this conversation and I wanted it, Spartan, I wanted it to be so true, so bad. Because Sub was a completely different person uh, behind the scenes. You know, a lot of that 100% was persona. And uh, we had a conversation many a nights before he divulged that his name was Monty Ball out there. Uh, I told him not to do it. I fucking 100% told him not to do it. Uh, I said, Tub, you, you know, you get bashed daily. You know, you throw it. And that was a whole separate conversation. Uh, you know, I would call him and you know, be like, I, I, how do you deal with this shit, man? I, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere, I'm nothing. You know what I mean? And I can get from people bull, bullshitting me on my fucking post, you know, just on post. Uh, how do you fucking deal with it when you're laying your life out there and taking shots and chat? Fucking, and I'm a moderator. I'm pulling as much off as I can. And there's times where he's seen me pulling people off. And he would be like, no, no, I'll let that shit through, man. Fuck, I can take that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that was so impressive about him too. Is that how thick his skin was? How he could just like let shit roll off his back. That's really inspirational because that's a fucking superpower, man. I mean, I've kind of taken that attitude myself, and it's amazing how how powerful that is. If you can steal your mind to the point to where, even though you might be raging pissed in your head. If you can just sit there and laugh at your opponent's face, it's so psychologically demoralizing for them that you that they can't affect you, that you're not allowing them to affect you in the way that they want. You know, because really people that are out there fucking talking shit and everything, they just want that's their cry for attention. They want to be their little 
second in the limelight and they want to be some cool was 100 percent a marketing uh aspect it was genius marketing genius yes he he was definitely a market he fucking understood how to fucking advertise things he knew how to make it controversial to draw people in and i had a lot of respect for him and i wanted when i got that news i was literally fucking driving down the road i just left the house and i was flipping through my instagram and i fucking seen a rest in peace fucking sub post i immediately pulled over and tried to text him to no avail and then called him back to back to back to back to back to back to back and then called his other phone back to back to back to back to back to back and then called his house and got no answer and it was kind of uh i didn't want it to be true and, and in my heart uh that week this is tough buddy <laughs> this is tough um in my heart that that week i wanted i wanted to i wanted to believe he pulled an Elvis on us all and just kind of fucking said, you know, I can't take this up cool shit no more. You know, that, that, that boss was huge. It, it was crushing to him. And, uh, he didn't think he was ever, this is so hard. He didn't think he was, uh, he didn't think he was ever going to fucking be able to be who he ever was going to, he didn't think he was ever going to be able to be sub cool. Well, what in my, was, eyes, uh, in my eyes, what I saw there was is like it completely broke his spirit because it did. From what it I did. saw was is like it, he kind of looked at it in, in the eyes and said, "But I might not grow again." And when you think yeah. of that, and I put that in myself and how I would feel, it's just like, dude, I want to break down and cry right now thinking about that. So can imagine how it was for him. On top of like, okay, on top of me not being able to grow, that's how I support myself too and how I pay for my medication. And in his case, you know, he was struggling with that. So, I mean, it was fucking terrible to watch. Then, uh, so <laughs> I, I immediately turned back around and uh, I wasn't about a half mile from home. Went back home and then I reached out to Queen B and some other people and unfortunately following you know what was going on the story behind it i ain't getting into none of that but uh it was sadly true and it was like a punch to the stomach because i sit here in my favorite place with this tank above my shoulder in a coat that he fucking gave me he sent me all kinds of shit more shit than you know I, I think people, when uh, I say I had a, a friendship, you know, with some think, yeah, everybody talks, uh, blah, blah, blah. But it was much more than that. I have so much shit here, signed books, signed posters. No, you don't have to. Know, I mean, I remember watching. It was, I, it was, I, it, it I hurt, remember, man. listen, I, you can probably remember this. I remember watching a Subcool episode where you give them a knife. And uh, yeah, quite a few uh, of them, right, yeah, to be and he would, yeah. And he would put it up there, show it. There was no, 
like I said, you don't have to explain. I know 100% you guys had a, a close relationship for sure. I mean, there's no, there's no denying it. There's video evidence out there. There's, there's no. You know what makes the story even worse? And I, yeah, I may have, may or not said this, but uh, we had talked in December, which was shortly after the bus had taken place, and he was in that lost state. He didn't know what the fuck he was gonna do. They, if he was going to stay there, he knew they were coming for the house. Uh, he had, he was thinking about some operations. There were still many options in Oklahoma that uh, would have, could have uh, led him to the next path. And uh, he asked me to come out in December, and uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't swing it. I just was close to Christmas. He wanted me to come out and hang out. And, discuss uh, maybe helping him pick up in Oklahoma. I told him I could. And then I told, I told him I'd come out in January. I'm gonna see what I can do about coming out in January and uh, we're gonna make this happen. And then uh, shit happened in January, things ran long. I told him that, you know, I was still intended to come out and then February 1st he was gone. So I kind of, I really, <laughs> really kick myself for not flying out there, but there's nothing I can do or nothing I can do to change that. But uh, I do cherish the many conversations and the seeds and uh, I can't, he opened a lot of doors for me. He opened a whole lot of fucking doors for me and he never had to do that for me. You know, he didn't have to do that for anybody. And he did, he opened, not just me, he opened the door for quite a few people, a lot of growers, Grab their shit from Instagram, threw it out, put it in books. That was the uh, thing you know, that impressed hey. me the most about him was, is like, you know, I had him in on such a pedestal, obviously, because who he was. And um, it's like he would always have these helpers that he would come in and just, I don't know where the hell they came from, but he was just so quick to uh, want to just bring someone in as like almost an apprentice, you know, and, and mold them into such a great grower, like, I mean, you got Badger, you know, and, and show, showed him how to breed. Badger was doing a lot of the work when he was still in California. And then when he went to Arizona, it wasn't long. He There was somebody else in the garden, you know what I mean, uh, in the pool. I'll tell you pool. this little secret. Badger is the only one that holds all the spices. Oh, really? He's got all the males? He's got all the males and females. Uh, oh, wow. North Star has a few of uh, the strains they created and you know a couple of the studs but uh and they have stuff in seed form but badger is the only one with original copies of uh, most of the strains so well you know uh, that even, makes my heart glad to be honest I, i'm i'm glad to hear that will and uh queen v from what i understand what i can see are trying to take uh packs and do like a recreation type thing but Badger is the only one that has all the, the spices, you know, to, to recreate and make the kitchen, you know. He's That's got cool. all the tools. And he's still so. called, he's under Badger's Dank, right? Isn't that what he's changed his Instagram to? I yeah, think, and I think, uh, I think his intent isn't to uh, recreate or push on with anything. But in my eyes, that would be, as long as he were to, like, uh, put subs packet or face on there somehow 
I would be totally cool with that. You know what I mean? And I think that would be a win win. I think that would be a great way. And And I think that'd be a win win for him, too, because I think he would uh, benefit from that more than he would, that it would hurt him to do that, to to have, uh, you know, that little cartoon graphic that Sub had on on, uh, his later stuff. Just put that on there, the dank brand. Put that on there. Fuck it. Uh oh, it looks like we lost Eagle or oh, Eagle Guards. No, he's coming back. Son of a bitch. You're back. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck. You know, this is weird shit. It looked like that time you just paused and then uh, it went off onto a screen that said that you're the host now. So it must have gave me temporary host or something for a minute. But then I gave it back to you as soon as you came it back. It totally blinked. The, the whole Zoom box disappeared for four or five seconds or however long and then popped back up and let me rejoin. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. super weird, man. And then my chat's paused again, it looks like, too. So that's... Hopefully it didn't, didn't start the video over. I'm sure it did. No, it says we're still live. We're still All live. Right. Cool. Fucking crazy, <laughs> man. Those, those are so jarring. I can't even remember what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> we are talking about uh, some... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No need to stick there. <laughs> what got you into collecting? I know you collect knives, but uh, don't you also collect skulls? I see a lot of skull. Like I do collect skulls. Um, I have to touch base on this one a little bit. Skulls have a um, <laughs> not a morbid. They're not a morbid uh, thing to me. They're more of a lust of a reminder that uh, life is short and uh, we'll be free. That's what I see when I see that skull and crossbone. I just, it's a constant reminder that today could be my last day. It's a constant reminder of all the people that I've lost that uh, uh, wasn't able to live their dreams. And uh, if on my upper leg, on my right leg, there's a uh, mask. It's a skull face and it's, it's made of skulls. And to me that, uh, that mask or that symbol to me is uh almost like a mask of defeat if i don't if i don't go out be the to strap on at the end of my days all my regrets all my should haves every one of those is uh i should have i could have i wanted to be uh so that they're a reminder to me to to not wear that it's not stack them <laughs> not stack them to, to get out there and do it so anytime uh you've seen them on me or whatever they're not they're not too meant to intimidate they're more or less a, a reminder to me that life is short and should be living my dreams so they, you know there's a positive aspect to them and i do collect them just because i kind of think they're cool i like to look at them there's a lot of cool ones out there crystal ones and what oh yeah the crystal skulls are intriguing as hell uh, knives in general, I think they're, uh, I've always had a fascination for knives, <clears throat> sharp things. There's nothing better to me if when you're working with a knife, a freshly sharpened knife that just slides right through anything, or even a saw blade or something like that, you know, are a pleasure to work with when they're brand new and sharp. And uh, the other thing is hammers, because uh, of the years of uh, carpentry, 
uh, I started to notice that uh, there were so many different types and styles that uh, I've actually got, I think right around 75, 80 hammers that are all different. They're, none of them are the same. They're all different styles. And one might have a nail holder on the top. One might be titanium. One might have a hickory handle. And one might have this feature. One might have that. One might be a single run only. Uh, but I just you know, started. It was a cool thing, I thought. Now That's I'm cool. stuck with fucking hammers everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I guess the other thing I collect is seeds. I like to collect seeds. Oh, me too, man. Oh, my gosh. I got so many seeds. I need, I've need. i actually made it a, a point to not, not buy any seeds, but I'm still collecting them. I'm still getting them, but I, I'm not buying too many. I bought... Last year, I only bought two packs of seeds, so that's a huge improvement for me. And um, I don't know. I, I really want to get through the seeds I have before I start collecting a whole bunch. Oh, of them. man. I was, I've was i always been wondering about, uh, you know, the risk I'm taking stacking them up. But I've heard speakers of, like, Kevin Drodry uh, talking about, really, all you need is that genetic matter inside that seed, and you got a chance you know what i mean you can crack that thing open there's ways you can wet it and and that's another thing relating back to the botany here and the encouragement there when i was listening to that book they were telling me i forget uh exactly the type of seed again i fully intend to go back and again that's the beauty of audible i can go back and take that college course again you know what i mean at my leisure when i want to pick off up and stop at any time but uh she was saying that scientists had found this in particular uh seed from this plant that was thirty thousand years old thirty thousand years old according to their calculations and were able to germinate the seed so if they can get a seed from 30,000 years ago to germinate, there's hope for anything I've got in that fucking case. So, yeah, I'm going to keep stacking them and, uh, with the belief that someday that if I need be, I always call it my bug out box. Something yeah. happens, that's good. You can bet, but there's an apocalypse. I'm grabbing food in that fucking box, and I might not even be worried about guarantee because I know in time I might be able to set something up. <laughs> I'll buy <probably laughs> up a partner somehow. <laughs> not, only, not only that, but uh, not even apocalypse, but I think there we might be we might be heading towards a genetic apocalypse where eventually I think a lot of these, you're seeing all these feminized seeds, you're seeing uh, autoflower seeds. There's a lot of these seeds that are going to get to the point where hopefully, I mean, I hope it doesn't get to this point, but you look at current agriculture and it's like, you want to grow corn, you have a few choices. You want to (laughs) grow soybeans, you have a few choices. It's like the, the diversity doesn't seem to be so much there anymore. So to be able to hold on to some of these genetics that are regular seeds where you can just keep breeding and breeding and doing your own thing, always make sure you have some. I think that's a good idea. But my thing is I'm looking in there. I've got all these seeds, and it's just like I know myself is that if I don't start popping some of these seeds, then I might never, ever get to them. So I want to make sure at least some of these. But you look at it this way, Spartan. We are, uh, and I may be, okay, here we come back to ego. I may be trying to inflate the ego a little bit but we are kind of the jodries of our age you know it's kind of us up to me and you to library these genetics because 
you know, things in this day and age are getting so wishy-washy, man, and uh, they could gray out in a matter of time. And the only way back might be people like that, that us that have sat on original genetics. And that's the only hope of uh, bringing a similar, so I like to say that a similar strain back. We can't never reproduce uh, the original, but we sure as hell could uh, bring back a good replica or call it our replica or just bring uh, back that strain with no intent of ever breeding it out. Just no, keeping I it alive and clone only type deal. Now, I'm not, breeding's not my strong suit. and uh, But my understanding of breeding is, is that we can get pretty goddamn close to the exact same thing just by breeding uh the cubing process is like every time you come back you get a higher percentage <coughs> for example when you when you have your mother plant and your father plant the offspring's 50 percent of we'll say the mother plant but then you back cross to the mother now you're these numbers aren't correct but i'm just giving an example um, now you're say 75 percent what the mother plant was and you grow those out and you cross that back to the mother plant again now you're you know, 85% of what the mother plant was. And you keep doing that. You can eventually get so fucked. You're not going to get maybe 100% there, but you're going to get so close that it'll do in a pinch a lot better than that. No, you know, yeah, it'll do you in a pinch, but I don't, I don't agree that it will be. Um, and I guess that's maybe just working it backwards. And uh, um, I guess... That's a that's a touchy that's a touchy one there because, uh, because you were yeah, trying you to work to... a strain backwards, but then again I don't think you could ever separate mother and father traits, and if you didn't have mother and father, uh, in my eyes, in my opinion, if you didn't have the original mother and father, because there's so phenol selection is such a thing, in a breeder's eyes, you know what I mean. When a breeder puts A and B together, they've already worked a few strains. They've called it down to uh, exactly what they're looking for on both sides and then uh, crossed. So just crossing that cross, you know, uh, better. So, it's just so like you, you and your wife having kids uh, after, you know, in that parent, your kids are not genetically the same. One of them's a little different, one's taller. I don't know your kids, but this is just an example. One yeah, that's what taller, I'm saying. That's, can we'll, say but, that uh, we'll say there are 50% of each of us in some kind of a combination, whether that be height, weight, eye color, whatever. They get 50% that, of that, that contribution. That random us. code is genetically, it's a genetic you know, lottery, basically, on what's going to pop it is, up there. It is, you could backtrack that a little bit, but I don't think you could ever get back to the parents. I, the only, in my eyes, the only way to uh, really recreate a strain, there's only two ways. There's only two ways. If one of them's a new process with this uh, genetic mapping, you know, sending a, you know, looking at the markers of said strain and being able to find other strains with those identical markers now maybe you might be able with science to reproduce something that's similar but if you were just as a breeder and wanted to bring something back you better damn well either have uh mom and pop or or at best 
packs that uh, they came from. You know what I mean? Uh, from that original breeder. You know what I mean? So you so don't think you it's can, possible? So you could call back, pop those original two packs, and then try to pheno hunt something that was similar to mom and dad, and then cross them. Now you could maybe get something similar to the original creation, but it would sure be tough to work back and, you know, get everything, all those markers to line back up. The only way I think you could really do that is with science manipulation and just saying this plant has, you know, it's hitting close at the markers. And even at that, you could probably pull some of that shit out with science now and the mad scientists in a fucking Petri dish and fucking get it nail it 100%. So with science, yeah, but I don't know if yeah, it's, I you're going to get... I think I agree with you. You have to have the... I agree that you need to have the parent plants to be able to back cross to that parent to try to get it closer to that parent, if that's what you're looking to do. But I don't know if it's possible to say, say, for example, we had, say I had a seed. And again, Spartan, I just want to throw this out there on the back cross. You almost need to contact or have some kind of documentation on what that original breeder sought. And you know, you know what I mean. The traits no, he I'm had uh, that. picked out here and there. Too. I was saying you are the original breeder, and you have that parent plant. I'm saying you pop the seed. You pack. You pop the pack of seeds. You selected a mother, and it, maybe you already had the father plant. But you, out of that pop pack of seeds, you selected whatever you're breeding with. We'll call it the mother plant. And then you. And I'm gonna have to agree that you're gonna have to know the breeder and have. Uh, an idea of his vision of that strain because he's picked out, you know, even when you pop that pack, I, we're talking, let's say F1s here. F1s can be, uh, get all over the board. You could have 10 different phenotypes. So unless you've contacted the breeder and said, he's told you, okay, you are looking for a peanut butter phenol. She's short in stature. She has Christmas tree buds. That right. once you found that, you found mom or uh, you know a I, sister. Yeah, I agree with but you. Without but without that, one hundred percent insight, you don't know exactly what the. But I, I guess I kind of made that assumption that you would have that insight. If I mean, if you're looking to recreate something, you would have to have an idea of what that something was. I would hope. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I like guess if you were to try to make Durban poison, the cyanide, but or, there's so much science to that flavor. You know what I mean? Uh, you've got a mom offers this and dad can bring, you know, you'd be surprised how much a dad can add a THC. And uh, uh, in this, in, in my little breeding project that I've just done and with the beautiful loser, uh, Challenger Deep was uh, mom and Winnie was father. And Winnie is uh, C99 and Durabain poison. So you would expect, or I would kind of think, and uh, I could be wrong in here. I would think that most of the flavor traits would come from mom, okay? And maybe some new stuff would be introduced from dad. But what I got was a bud structure that looked like mom, but a flavor that tasted like dad. So, uh, and it's hard to really, to know how that's going to turn out until I flipped a few things and you Called it and nailed it down to that one and go, okay, yeah, I see what it's got. Now I want to, in, in, in my eyes too, you that has to be repeatable. 
And that was one thing about genetics. In... It was always the dude that smacked everything in most cases. So but I guess what exactly my... what the dude was going to bring to the stream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But sense? I guess, yeah, but I guess I guess what I'm asking is do you think it's possible with breeding? In your example of the stranger talking about, say you have access to beautiful loser genetics, but back in its heritage, you know, there's a Durban poison. Do you think it's impossible to, with those genetics and by selecting the most Durban poison and keep breeding them together, you don't think it's ever possible to get back to that Durban poison, even though you have the genetic makeup possibly there within those genetics that you have? If you no. selectively bred all the most Durban-like, you don't think it's possible? I don't. I know. Because you'd have to figure out a way to get the Cindy down your line already. Well, by select, what I was saying is by selecting the plants with the most. I you can I, find a good representation it, of it, but I don't think you could ever wean, like, wean the C, C99 out of it. See, because the way I was looking at it was the same way, like, kind of they approach feminizing now to where. It, would, it seemed like it you would remove. Be, you would have to love it because it would take years and years and years. Yes, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not debating that. Yeah, I'm just saying you're you're just trying to. It is possible, I guess. It but you have to have that knowledge. That kind of you have to have that to weird it. knowledge to know exactly what that plant, the Durban poison, the end plant, whatever you're looking for. Like what you're saying, you'd have to have that intimate knowledge of the plant to be able to keep making those selections as you're getting closer to we'll say 100% match, you'd have to almost have grown the shit out of that for so long to be able to be that good without like a... Okay, let's even, let's say, like, let's use Winnie for uh, example. I've got a fucking fat sack of Winnie seeds. And I believe it would be uh, tough to really recreate Winnie in the way that it... I would have to, for me to recreate the Winnie, it's, it's where I wanted to produce seeds. And I would want to talk to Northstar and, you know, what is, what what am I looking for? What was the, you know, what it... Yeah, what was the original creation? How was that done so that I can try to recreate that somehow? And then I don't even think it would be right of me to call it Winnie. I would have to think I would have to say this is Eagle's Winnie. Just to tip oh, my for hundred percent. I there's a good example. You just reminded me of it. Um, DJ Short, he recreated the Blue Dream, but he didn't use. Now Blue Dream was his blueberry crossed with a different haze. I wish I could remember which one. I think he. I think he picked the Super Silver Haze, but the original Blue Dream was a different haze. I think it was a Neville's Haze or something like that. So when he did his take on the Blue Dream, he used the same blueberry strain but he used a different haze and instead of calling it blue dream he called it azure haze i think and azure is just i think spanish for blue so so he kind of called it the same thing or a similar thing but he put his spin on it so i thought that was a really good nod or a classy way to breed that way to do it that way So I, I think he was trying to say like, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the haze you used, so I picked a different haze, and I'll just call it a different strain. But uh, it's I, he he thought it was a you know his version of, of Blue Dream or what he liked about it. So I've always kind of wanted that was one of those strains that was like, yeah, if that comes around where I can get it at a at a price that doesn't kill the bank, 
I'd like to grow that just to see kind of what his take on it was. Yeah, me too. I, I appreciate uh, DJ Short. He's been a, he's another icon that I've got to look up to. That's I've met him once at a cannabis company, but it was like super quick and. Um, but that's mad respect for all them guys that are god they did all that shit way before you know they had laid so much work before it was even close to fucking legal you know what I'm saying? Just, just keeping plants and genetics around and working them for as long as, as what he has it's just like what a what a treasure you know what i mean he's one of those guys that i've seen him at most of the cannabis cups i've gone to but I've been too like uh, starstruck to even go up to him. I'd just be like, "Whoa, whoa, look at this DJ Short," you know. And then he walks away. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? He's just but another see, human that's, being. That's the thing I found about this industry is uh, they all love to be approached, and, and I'm not nobody myself, but I like to be approached too, and I love it. If I somebody's heard my voice and then whatever. I love for that fucking person to come say hi, you know, don't be shy. And they do, they fucking absolutely love it. It's the reason, it, like I, we talked about earlier in the show, and we know we've helped somebody. Well, when we reach out to them and ask for that autograph and that picture, what better gratification than somebody going, hey, man, I know you don't know me, but I think you're a fucking legend. Could I just get this because just the the thought of somebody wanting that picture with you is huge you know like man i must really meant something <laughs> to that person for uh that they want to remember this moment so it, don't be afraid to uh, approach anybody in the cannabis industry i've never not one time come really come across a fucking asshole that was like eh, i got time I've, most of them will stop, shake hands, and are most gracious. I mean, that same thing with Frenchie. I was gracious enough to run across paths with him, and he was cool enough to. He spent way more time than I would have ever, ever thought. You know, I deserved of him in his day, and it was really cool. You know, and so yeah, anytime you see you're at any of these events, yeah. Don't don't hesitate. Make sure you reach out there and snag that moment. Don't yeah, man, don't let life pass you by. Grab that. I, I agree. I agree with you, man. I agree with you that that, that one. Uh, I don't know. I was just super stressed. I left the group in Detroit for fucking uh, Danny uh, Danko. Oh, Wayne sorry. Gretzky. Or, uh, who oh was yeah, it? Was uh, Wayne Dan, uh, McCarthy. Uh, Darren McCarthy. That's right. I practically threw my bag down. I was like, guys, I'll be back. He fucking ran over there and got a fucking picture with him. I actually have met, I gave him seeds. I met Darren from McCarty and got an autograph from him on a TGA. He was at the dank menu. And I gave him a pack of uh, sweet tea and I uh, had his fucking talk with him for a few minutes. It was so fucking humbling because uh, I talked to him, he signed my shit, and I asked for a fucking picture. And my my normal phone is an Android, a Samsung, but I also carry an iPhone that I fucking madly hate. It's fucking just a, a hate relationship with that phone. Hey, I hate iPhones too, so. And the Samsung was completely dead, so all I had to seize the opportunity was the iPhone. 
and I fumbled and fucking flipped the camera the other way and back and then lost it and fucking blah, blah, blah. So I stammered around like a fucking idiot. He was like, don't, hey, man, don't fucking worry about it. I'm right here. I ain't going anywhere. He was like totally fucking cool about it. Just eased the tension on my end. And it was, it's cool when you meet the humbling people about that kind of, again, where we were talking about people like Matt and other people that are, you know, leading the way that aren't afraid to uh, reach back and help somebody. That's, I've got nothing but respect for people like that, that I meet. You know, it's, it gives me a whole new level of support for them. It really does. And that's, what's really attractive for me uh, doing these shows is I get exposed to, to a lot of these, what I consider Titans of the industry. And um, it makes that easier for me to, to, pull myself out of the shit out of my shell and be able to talk to these guys you know and then you realize well they're just other people you know what i mean and they're cool as shit you know you mentioned uh jeff lowenfels and uh, frenchie cannoli i got to talk to both of those guys on the cheap home grow podcast uh we had different interviews with both of them but man did i enjoy both of those immensely uh frenchie's a fucking riot to hang out with he's so awesome and i love just all his different perspectives and how serious he takes his craft it's uh i don't know man when it's just when you're around anybody with that kind of passion for something you know it's infectious so it's like he's you know, another uh iron i have in the fire right now i did i've reached out to him and uh spoke with him on instagram and he didn't say no he said reach out this is who you need to contact and i just lagged on my end to reach out to that person yeah but uh you bet your ass I'm reaching out to that person. <laughs> I is believe it, it's his wife is who I'm supposed to reach it, out. I believe it might be his, uh, it might be his he, said, he told me to reach out to Madame Cannoli and gave me her contact information. So uh it might be his daughter. <laughs> uh I follow her also on Instagram and uh she's oh, okay. kinda she's kinda training with him and uh she's got some really, really good uh temple balls and, and hash too. Oh nice that's something I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know nothing about that right there. That's cool to know. Oh, I wish I could remember her name. Off the, I, I'm too high right now. My mind's not working, but uh, it's like Madam something or another. But, uh, yeah, I follow her on Instagram, too. So I think she's kind of like, like he doesn't have to worry about a lot of the social media kind of stuff. She takes care of a lot of that for him. So uh, it might have been her. It might have been her. I'm definitely reaching out. No doubt about her. I'm definitely. Oh, he is so cool, he's- too. So cool. Well, you were just talking. You met him. <laughs> yeah, I would be fucking completely honored. Fucking, and he'd be a good guest because he can he can ramble. You know what I mean? He's an easy one. You just yeah. kind of know how to guide a couple good questions for him. He could pack some time. Fucking, he'd probably put He's us like both to sleep. Five, six questions, dude, is all you need. <laughs> I actually listened to that episode when he was on you guys. It's uh, the Cheap Home Grows show there, and. Uh, just had to redirect him a few times back to uh, the conversation there. Boy, that M and fine speaking of that show and uh, nothing but respect for anybody in the cannabis community there. But uh, boy, Dr. MJ Coco can be fucking brutal. God, I've heard listen to that show a couple of times. And he's not afraid to fucking uh, latch into a guest there. Yeah, uh, even uh, Lowenfels, I thought he, he, he got into it with him pretty good. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that one as well. And yeah, he then he kind of respectfully uh, in the second half kind of back 
backtracked a little bit there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. came out swinging. Oh yeah, and and then they even did a show. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, Bud vs. Bud, maybe, or, or where they took opposing sides, and and uh, I think. Uh, Dr. Coco was probably talking synthetics. I don't know. I can't remember. I did hear the episode, but it's been a while now. But there was a second episode. It was just those two that kind of did a little back and forth on things. And I thought it was pretty pretty decent one, too. I didn't understand that this last one was round two. Yeah. yeah. I have to backtrack and check that one out. Yeah. There was a – it wasn't a live show like what we do. It was just – it was, I think, Shane was moderating, and then it was – it was the, the Dr. Coco and, and uh, Jeff Lohenfels. It was, it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Yeah, Dr. Coco is... Um, what I like about Dr. Coco is, is that he's got like a degree, like you were saying earlier, whether you were learned from that book, you know, botany. So he's got a degree in botany. So a lot of times I'll, I'll ask those really hard questions. I'll direct them towards him or just try to mine that information from him. And a lot of times he'll answer my question within the first two or three sentences and go on for another 10 minutes. But... Hey man, I'll take all the information I can get. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes it just goes in one ear and out the other. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing that they're talking about LED burn in fucking chat. Uh, LED burn isn't really that bad. It's I don't really run into it. I don't either. It's been ex- my experience. Uh, you only fucking get light burn is if you put a younger plant in there. Sometimes a little bit on a bud that will, if it will like get almost right on the fucking light <laughs> anymore it'll burn but uh i've definitely found if you let them plants grow up to the led they kind of like train themselves as they go up and they don't you know it isn't as tense and as it's bad for them. you know i've seen yeah. them grow right up and through like you were saying in the bars and uh yeah they They've had a little bit of uh, white tips on them here and there, but that, that's detrimentally burned. And those white, like, with LED, right on them. Yeah, HLG can get kind of hot, but them new bar styles sure the fuck don't get hot. And with the, with the new LEDs, most of them will dim. So once you see your plant like almost growing into your light, you can just go in there and dim them down a little bit. I was just—I just, I just remembered you won that kick-ass light. Have you threw that bad boy up yet? Oh yeah, it's up there. Uh, I put—I made the mistake, man. I—I know, I know it was—it was against better judgment, but I kept getting asked people like like yourself right now. <laughs> hey, did you get that light put up? So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm putting this fucking thing up. I don't care if I got plants in there." So even though I had plants in there, I, I decided to try to hang a light above those plants. Uh, and this light is huge. It almost takes up the whole four by four because of the bar style so it was really awkward and hard and uh i got it up there but it was only like half ass up there so now that i've harvested in there i can get in there I'm, maybe tomorrow i'll get in there and uh mount it correctly so it's complete you know more centered the way i want it <clears throat> but i love the light and uh <clears throat> i've only had to i've never run it 100 percent yet because uh, i got it when i got it in there the flowers that were in there were about halfway through flowering so um they had over vegged and so they're tall so i from the get-go i've been running at 80 percent, and at the end i actually cranked it down to like 65 percent, and uh, yeah, everything came I've out noticed, great. 
I noticed that, you know, even with these new good uh, LEDs, and even so with the HLG 550 there, there's a, there's a learning curve to each one of them. You know what I mean? You can't just, uh, there's some general advice, and I, I think even the manufacturer advice is good, but yet vague. You know what I mean? Because uh, your environment can sway things, temperature so much. But I, from my experiences, it just, it takes... It can take a row or two to dial in that light and uh, know exactly what it likes to be from your plant. You know what I mean? Uh, and the best way, I think, to figure that out with a new light or if you can't, don't have the chance to experiment, you know, like a pro science type thing to where the plant's happy and where that light should be is to uh, temperature and uh, lower the light until you've reached the, the right leaf temperature there and then there you go that's your sweet spot <laughs> it's that's yeah. your sweet spot from there on out and you know if it, Honestly, that measurement is 16 degrees well or 16 inches well guess what that's what you need to keep it from your canopy at all fucking times <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of how I do it man you, you kind of describe exactly what I do I just use that little heat gun I got it sitting right over here and I want 82, 83, somewhere around there. Anywhere between 82 and 84, honestly, on my leaf surface temperature, and I'm happy. If it's much hotter than with that. The, the LEDs, they actually like them a little closer. To, you know, in, as long as they're in the 80s, but, you know, 80, around 85, they're usually pretty happy in the LED temperature, right around 85, leaf temperature. Yeah. Again, so my condition, my experience yeah. with the lights I'm running. I guess that's the best way I can cover yeah. my ass on that. Yeah. So we gotta say that and and strain specific. <laughs> yeah, we kind of uh, touched about that kind of subject last night uh, uh, with Liam Mass. And, you know, it's we're in a tough boat when it comes to this. We can, I in my in my self in particular, I like to uh, spread knowledge or do show things the way I'm doing it and lay out what I'm doing. But I don't like to, uh, you know try to play doctor diagnose you know what i'm saying because there's so many variables and that's so tough to do i'd rather just lay out you know what i know my experiences and you guys can pick and choose from that shit and then you know but uh i'm with you i don't like to be caught on the spot and go like oh yeah here's this random picture of my fucking garden can you give me exactly what this is because you know people are too quick to just <laughs> not give you the full information and then when their problem doesn't get better from the answer that you have really no good diagnosis on you you can give a good couple of good leads but there's so many so many variables uh there's an infinite amount of quick to throw that shit on you well oh you gave me this bad advice it's it's all your fault well if i remember right you came to me with a fucked up garden and i just kind (laughs) of threw an idea out there you know you want a diagnosis let me see your records and uh you know see the plants in person and go that route don't just send me a picture and I don't yeah, think that's fair that's, to me, you, or anybody that's out here dropping knowledge. Yeah, so. and please don't take pictures under purple lights, man. That tells me nothing. <laughs> that tells me nothing. <laughs> Just take that plant and put it in somewhere under a regular light so I can see kind of what the color of things are. That's one of my pet peeves. It's like, 
give me a picture of a plant under a white light so I know what I'm looking at. Because even under an HPS, it looks a lot more yellow. And, and you first want to say, oh, you might need more nitrogen. You know what I mean? But give me the true representation of what we're looking at for one. But like you said, if you're not there, it's really hard. I mean, being there answers so many questions within the first 10 seconds that you can get to the real questions and, and narrow it down a lot faster, I think. Like trying to diagnose you know, the problem over online is so hard. Oh, in this, I'm going to pass this out to anybody. I, I think I might even touch base on this yesterday. But um, this is what the botany has helped me uh, fucking well, this is what I learned from is uh, when you're troubleshooting with your cannabis, it's better to go back and understand like how your nutrients are working. The, uh, the mobile, because some more nutrients as your plant takes them up, they, your plant, if some nutrients will pop around in the plant and, you know, if it's deficient in one area, it will send them there. Yeah, well, some plants, some, yeah, that's what I'm talking about is uh, I'm gleaning too. But it, if you take the time and uh, learn how, which ones are mobile and which ones aren't mobile and where they show their signs at, you know what I mean? The mobile, immobile nutrients usually will always show deficiencies and signs in the bottom because that it's not, uh, the new growth's getting everything it's need. So it's lacking and not being set on them. So if you take the time to learn what nutrients are mobile and which ones are immobile, it helps people more better diagnose what your problems can. It's a better start than yeah. you know, just going, oh, this is pill. Oh, God, even at the pictures, you can uh, open up a book and just a, a snapshot of the picture. One leaf can lead you in many directions. But if you take the plant in as a whole and you understand, wow, it's just in the bottom and the the, lead, the edges of the leads are fucking brown or it's the brown's coming from the center, you know, now you can look back to the, oh, it's stuck in the bottom. So it must be an immobile nutrient now. Okay, now which one looks like that? Oh, well, it's mag, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's such the, a, I was just going to say that's, yeah, and it's it's how should i say and every plant has a key yeah the best way i can explain (laughs) it is is when we're dying when you're diagnosing a problem you're not so much diagnosing what it is at the beginning you're diagnosing what it isn't you're just eliminating possibilities until there's only one left (laughs) that's usually how it it works out you know or maybe it might come out to two different things and you're like okay it's gonna be one or the other but uh yeah you're kind of eliminating like what you're saying you're like okay what's the first division okay let's go mobile versus immobile all right, that eliminates half. But I'm telling you, though, I mean, you already know what I'm saying because you know what I'm saying. But once you understand those two and how they work, you know what I mean? Boy, that's a fucking, uh, that's a tool in your fucking tool case right there. Is because now you're looking at your plant in a whole different aspect when you're, you're troubleshooting. On top of knowing, you know, check under leaves and all that good shit. Uh, yeah, it's... And there's some cool I don't think stuff. people make that extra mile to, to know that there even is <laughs> mobile oh, right. and immobile nutrients. I bet you fucking half the people growing out there don't know that there's, you know, that. Right. And at the same time, 
that's why I love growing so much is because it's like an onion. You're just peeling back a layer and then you're like, oh shit, there's so much more to learn. Then you peel back another layer and you're like, God damn, I didn't know shit. Look at all this other stuff I need to learn. And then you'll peel. And none of you, not, <laughs> then, they get, then they, once you get your interest into that, you, you understand uh, once the nutrients and what they're made up really uh, affects that process on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Or there's um, a really helpful chart called different range. types of nitrogen are fucking more a uh, plant available. There's certain types of nitrogen the plant fucking don't want to fucking take up, even if you fucking could inject it in straight into the veins of the plant. It'd be like, I don't like this nitrate. You know what I mean? So there's. Like ammonia nitrate versus nitrate nitrate. Why? Why does that matter? There's there's whole books on it. So <laughs> plant cannabis plant only likes ammonium nitrate. As for what? You know, it doesn't like the other form. But uh, yeah, yeah just that's what that's kind of the love of of learning. Understand your nutrient. Uh, understanding your nutrients will take you a lot. Yeah, and teaming with nutrients that's gonna that's gonna open up a, a lot of that for you. Um, it's a hard read, man. I, I got to get back through it because I only got about halfway through. And I was like, Ugh, that's the crap. love of the fucking audio book right there. Reading's tough, to for, you know, yeah. especially if it's a, a dry read. You know what I mean? You can, and that's the other thing too about a book versus I can put that book on a one and a half or one seven five and zip through a fucking book in no time. You know what I'm saying? And it, I can actually, even if I think the book's dry and I'm not taking it in, I can listen to it two or three times until it's just subliminally stuck in there to where I can just regurgitate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, sometimes that don't happen with a book, man. Sometimes you got to be in the right mood. Your eyes can get fucking tired. And an audio book, you can just suck in and multitask. I'm sorry, I just got, somebody caught my attention in chat. Is it Dennis Yarberry? Sorry, thought asking questions is how to learn. I don't know if they asked a question earlier that we missed. We were absorbed in our conversation. We might be missing stuff in chat. I don't know. We I missed a lot in chat. I know I have. You've, you've <laughs> kind of captivated this my conversation here. This is this has been a great interview. I knew it would be, this has been, a, it's not even an interview, but it's been a great show, I should yeah. say, because uh, this has been a this has been a fucking fun chat. I, I knew it was going to go well, yeah. but it's went even better than I expected, for sure. And I have neglected chat a little bit, but it's just because I've been so locked up in a great conversation. Sorry, <laughs> chat, but uh, this has been a good one. I hope you guys are enjoying all this uh, this, this chat between us. Um, yeah, I got, I mean, I was, I'm just captive. I mean, I don't want to say captivated. It sounds weird, but I just, I'm just stuck in the conversation. And then, you know, I'm, I'm totally ignoring chat and I feel sorry about that. And Dennis, Oh, he said something about this is disappointing thing for some of us. These are pro grows growers. A lot of us aren't, but got the point. Well, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in. I'm watching now, man, go ahead and stick that in there and I'll be happy to answer it. If I have an answer, I can't, I can't guarantee that I have an answer, but I'll, I'll do the best I can. Spartan is most definitely a trusted source of uh, knowledge for sure. And uh, I just love, I just love the plant. And you know, it's special to me that at work I get to grow in cocoa with synthetic nutrients because it's not a way I grow at home. So I kind of learn both ways. You know what I mean? It forces me to have to kind of know both sides of it, which just opens up more learning 
know what I mean? So I can understand the plant a little bit better. So that's cool. Yeah, and as far as learning and like new knowledge and who to trust, I've kind of said this once or twice this week too. It's, it's uh, I suggest just uh, taking it in as much as you can and uh, align the boxes, as like I like to say. As you're taking it in, you're eventually going to hear rep- repetition from you know the same things over and over and over and over, and you just kind of in your head uh, align them. And then as those align, well, that's that's your Bible from there on. That's them are your truths. You know, you just take it in. I'm not saying you know, uh, and that's your way of uh, weeding out credible sources too, or fact checking each source as when, or finding truths as well as when you yourself have found out how all these things that lined up, then you know them to be truth because they've been multi-sourced. And then that's good, genuine information. So take as much yeah. as you can and don't just necessarily take any one as, you know, a grow guide that we can all, every one of us in the community offer grow tips and offer good advice, but, you know, cross check all of us and, you know, line them, line those facts up for yourself and make your own play playlist from there. You know what I mean? We all offer genuine, good-hearted knowledge, but uh, do some research and line up the facts. That's going to be the way you'll find the, the best truths. This uh, this is a really good question. It's difficult. Uh, Dan Jay asked, how, how do you increase photochemicals, a.k.a. secondary metabolites? And, um, you know, nutrition is going to help you with that. And um, But and I'm going to always... <laughs> I'm going to always, when I answer with a difficult question like this, I'm always going to skew towards the organic side because I just know that and understand that better. So on the organic hey, side. Brother, it, do you mind if I step away for just a second while you answer this question? Oh, go ahead. Sounds good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Run with that shit. <laughs> All right. So I would, I would from in an organic setting and maybe even in a synthetic situation, you can add amino acids. So Amino acid is kind of like a building block for proteins and and other secondary metabolites. And if the plant can, let me back up and say specifically left chain amino acids, you'll see an L chain. And um, the plant can uptake those. And it's almost like um, if you, I I guess the best way I could say it is if you picture a assembly line and, um, you know, at the beginning of the assembly line, you have a, unassembled piece and then as you go down the assembly line it gets more assembled well if you could get a piece that was somewhere in the middle that's going to get you to that final assembled piece faster and that's kind of how i think of with the amino the addition of the amino acids the plant can uptake those amino acids and utilize those without having to um, build that amino acid themselves or you could utilize microbes microbes also can produce amino acids and then that the plant can uptake it if it's close enough to the root. So to, um, I prefer to add amino acids directly, but you could also try to just uh, make sure you have a really diverse microbe population in your soil that will produce those naturally for you all the time. So um, amino acids would be a big big one. Uh, I got to look back at the question because I forgot talking about amino acids. Oh, photochemicals. Okay. So secondary metabolites. So health, the plan of your health are in, the health of your plant 
is going to um, determine whether it's going to have extra sugars because basically the currency of the plant is the sugars that it can produce with photosynthesis. So if it isn't being attacked by pests, like you have good IPM practices, if your plant isn't stressed overtly by, you know, high temperature swings, for example, basically the healthier your plant is, the more it's going to be able to photosynthesize, the more it's going to be able to produce a bunch of sugars and then use those sugars to build those secondary metabolites. So, I mean, just general health things. Don't obviously like, for example, don't put your plants into flower from veg if they're looking sickly, get them healthy first, then get them into flower. And then when it starts building all those metabolites and the secondary metabolites start coming through, you're already out at a good start. So, but I think the biggest one for me in my garden that I noticed as far as secondary metabolites and, and bringing out flavors and, and things like that, the addition of amino acids for me helped quite a bit. And then just diversify your microbe populations, add as many different microbes. I like, I like being really diverse with my microbe. There's a long answer. <laughs> that was more fucking, I've been listening the whole time. That was a fucking great answer and it gave me more than enough time for everything I needed to do. I appreciated that shit. The fucking, I had to be so bad, man. It was starting to get fucking painful. I was like, man, am I seriously going to have to fucking end the show for this piss or what? <laughs> I appreciate you covering for that shit, man. Woo! No problem, man. I'm glad I, I'm glad I can relieve your bladder there. <laughs> you don't see that on many shows. <laughs> <laughs> that's some real shit right there no fuck man i'm ready to fucking smoke a joint now oh dan j what's he said thanks spartan i'm doing organic and sips hey awesome dude i love sips growing that's one of my favorite ways i started using boogie bricks for aminos recently what else do you recommend because it says to use three times a week i alternate this with waterings you know uh, i'm not familiar with boogie bricks to be honest with you. So I'd have to look it up and see what was in it, but I'm actually using amino acids from raw. Well, that I think that's the brand is raw, but it's from NPK industries and it just says raw aminos on it. And that's an organic product too. So if that's important. Is that from the same guy that offers the boogie tea Any of the products you're talking about? I don't know. I, I don't know what this boogie bricks. It's gotta be a boogie brew or, or something like that. And bricks. You know who I'm talking about? I don't know. I, I've heard of Boogie Brew before, but that's the only There's thing. a fucking funny interview. <laughs> He's actually a funny character. And another, it's, and you know, people scoff at like plant videos, but they offer a lot of general knowledge on how nutrients work and other things too. I mean, you should, when you're looking in the garden, you don't just close out just weed. I mean, there's a lot of, the voodoo guy there, that guy has so much knowledge to, for just soil, you know, culture and how to take care of it. It's got to transfer in the tra cannabis field, and he does. There's, he has several fucking, uh, fucking uh, shows where uh, he references cannabis and teaches how to fucking show cannabis. But there's an episode where the fucking uh, <laughs> boogie brew guys on there and shit. And it, what's funny is this, cause I watched this episode and I can't believe they haven't taken it down. Cause he's a cool guy and he's fucking very energetic and he's sitting there talking, but the fucking whole time he's doing this fucking big boogie, uh, 
Drew T uh, interview, he's like fucking got a nut hanging out the fucking bottom of his shorts and shit. He's just bouncing around, fucking. <laughs> and it's All organic, like, hey, bro. Man, totally organic. Hey, <laughs> voodoo guy, man, don't talk that shit, man. Fucking nobody's seen this video and fucking having to fucking notice he's got an arch hanging out the bottom of his fucking shorts. Jesus, How do you not man. feel that, for God's sakes? You gotta have a break. I I, watching the video, you think he, this is an everyday thing. I don't, I'm just thinking he's just fucking got some fucking nut draggers and he's just fucking. They're out there all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't give a shit." <laughs> but you know, I respect the product. But every time I watch that video, it just—I can't even watch the product anymore. It's just like, and I fucking gotta fucking laugh the whole way fucking through it. It just cracks me the fuck. Up. Oh, Red and Chat, shout out to Red, man. Love you, Red. But uh, he said that John Collar, uh, he's from uh, Growing—is it Growing Your Greens? I think that's the name of his yes. podcast. You watch him. Yeah. He said that's growing with greens, and it also he has the voodoo garden as well. Oh, okay. But he says that, uh, yeah, John interviews that boogie brew guy all the time, so maybe that's where you saw it at. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that's it's fucking hilarious, man. It really is. If you ever come across, you ever come across that episode with them two on there and they're discussing the tea. It's an older video, you'll fucking laugh your ass off. You probably won't even, dude, man. He's so. So like in depth, and he's you can tell the passion in that guy, man. You know that dude loves what he fucking does, man. He loves growing vegetables. So I can I can sit there and listen to that dude, or he'll get into like a whole episode, like he'll go traveling places. I love those are my favorite when he goes to different places and uh, like he goes to a compost place or he'll go to a, a permaculture place, and I, I love those ones. And they're like hours long, but I'll sit here and smoke the whole time <laughs> and just like absorb it. Yeah, he's a good, he's an easy listen to as well. It's just like there's so many. That's kind of what I'm pointing out here is uh, there's so many good places and non-cannabis places to source fucking good information. I mean, yeah, the cannabis community is a lot of play, great place to to suck up of some of it, but you know, there's there's a general science to it all. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, they're, they're all still plants. So, yeah. Fucking, we, uh, we have been, it's been a fucking great show. I can't believe I've neglected chat like I usually do. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> There's fucking, yeah, I was just trying to get in there. For, uh, so many, uh, rough spots with the Zoom tonight, man. They sure have stuck in there, Tony. Hey, I, like I said, you know what? Uh, it's like what you said before. 12 12 still rolling usually right about now i'm starting to fade back out a little bit i'm like hey, you know four or something but uh I'm 12 that's fucking cool as fuck man well i'm gonna go i can go 20 more minutes but then i'm gonna have to throw it in because for some reason it's 3 40 in the morning and i'm hearing a lot of walk around upstairs and it's making me slightly nervous <laughs> usually i'm <laughs> sleeping right now so i don't know what's what's rolling around upstairs but. they're probably wondering what's going on with you like, yeah, everybody's like, we can't sleep where are you at <laughs> he checked out at like fucking seven o'clock and we haven't seen him since usually he's done right around 11 <laughs> exactly exactly yeah my podcast started at seven i'm here at almost four that's pretty good man that's maybe i should just try to push it till seven respectable respectable run there man that's 
That's some airtime, man. That's putting it out there. Yeah. I'm a Spartan, man. I can I can handle it once in a while. <laughs> I'm super stoked that you did, man. This is this has been super fun, man. This is this could only get better if we fucking shut off the camera and we were actually, you know, at each other's house. You know, oh yeah, dude. This, you know. I can get used to this shit, man. This is fucking nice. I like uh being able to hang out every every fucking night, just being able to pop in. And I'll take advantage of that when I have, like I said, when I got days off work and I can stay up. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. I really hope you do. Because uh, it's only going to make the show better when you guys pop in and out. And fucking, you know, you guys Red's been popping in this whole night. You know, shout out to Red, man. That's a trooper right there, too. I actually sent him the numbers. He looked at them, but he didn't pop in. But uh, shout out to Fumador, man. I see him in a lot of different chats too. Uh, and hey, Embracing Organics, what a great show! I, I've watched that for I think since its inception. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've missed too many. Oh, Fumador is fucking badass. I thank you for pointing him out. I I didn't really recognize it because I've never seen his uh, like uh, YouTube handle, but I definitely recognize that name from Instagram. That's for sure. Uh, oh, he's always fucking hilarious too in there. Just, it's <laughs> just killing me in chat. But he's got his own uh, uh, like a tasting club and everything, which I think is kind of a cool idea to have like a tasting club where you just come and you share the uh, weed and, and everybody talks about it. I mean, I don't know exactly what goes on, but that's what I'm assuming goes on. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty sweet deal. And now I think he he posted something, but it, it might have been already. I might be late on this. He might have already happened, but he was having like an online virtual one. Where you could join uh, online. I was gonna try to make it, but I think I missed it. I think it was a work during. I think it was a weird during a weird hours because they're at a different time zone as me. So, still, I thought it was a great idea. Fucking, I mean, this oh. has been such a great night, man. I fucking this joint is tasting good. I can't believe you let me run off and take that piss. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. Like I said, I've been doing this since 7 o'clock. I know what it's like. I don't know how I'm not covering for you. <laughs> you must have a fucking steel trap bladder and shit. That's all I can say. Or you're just sipping. Between shows. Shit. Just sipping. I, I, I usually try to pace myself. I'll bring a 12-ouncer. A so I had two 12-ouncers here, and I was like, okay, no more than those two, and you should be able to be okay for hours. <laughs> been a great episode i'm fucking we know we're pushing let's see here uh four hours 15 minutes right now from uh when we started so that's well, we've already did four that's... hours holy cow yeah yeah it's Time two part. episodes that's double of the other shows we just did both shows yeah, yeah we didn't have a big leg at the beginning i was here from the beginning so all your other guests after me you better show up on time no more of this playing around coming in at the end. It's not how we do things that's, anymore. That's a little bit my fault. And uh, that's a, a lot to do with you being the pro. You know what I mean? I didn't knew I wasn't going to have no difficulty with the, getting you in here with the Zoom and all that good shit. That's been some of the problem. Oh, just getting people on a platform and getting used to it. Yeah, I can imagine that can be some headaches. See, I have the easy job, dude. That's another thing is everybody says, I don't know how you can, or you said it a couple times, I don't know how you can do all these different podcasts. Man, all I do is show up. 
I don't come up with uh, what we're talking about. I don't organize the guests or the times. I just show up because I'm a fan. I, I could be just like, uh, well, just like Humidor is in there too. You know, he's on a show too. But at any time, we're all using the same Zoom software. So at any time, we can just like hit him up on Instagram or whatever and get you in there. And that's what's so fucking awesome about this. Kind of funny he popped up because I, w- I was checking out his feed today. And I was like, hmm. He's a long time weed nerd. I bet yeah, I could reach out to him as well. And that's been a. I, I'm not gonna lie that I've reached out. I've chose that path in particular uh, on people to get because I know that uh, we known each other at least through that community for a long time and have a lot of respect for each other. <clears throat> so uh, it's easy to uh, to make that that call. And uh, so, yeah, when I seen him today, I've always, he's got his photography, not just his flower, but uh, man, his photography of the flower is fucking super on. Well, how about his description? <coughs> how about his yeah, descriptions man. of the flower? Come on, that's some good shit right there. I love reading, <laughs> I love reading that shit. I mean, he actually, I was a tester before him and he came on fucking Wrong. I fucking I give a hats off wherever it's due, but man, he came on strong. He came on with just beautiful pictures, black backgrounds, flower all lit up. I'm like, you so bitch, man. And I love the competition. It's one of those things where uh, you know, oh man, okay, okay, I gotta step my game up, man. All right, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching. But yeah, that's no word of a lie. I'm super glad he showed up in chat tonight, and I hope he accepts this uh, invitation to come on and talk some shit with me at some point. Because if anything, if anything, I would love some of those excellent photography tips. <laughs> well, <laughs> just sure. to be able to talk about the similar, I mean, I'm sure you guys grown a lot of the similar strains too. So it'd be cool just to hear you guys compare notes. Uh, uh, and, hey, what was your favorite tester? Or, you know, just so many cool topics that could crop up from just that oh for sure for sure yeah this is this is such a great thing you know and i hope to meet uh, a lot of these people you know that converse with it's one thing to talk to them in chat but to be able to look them you know somewhat in the eyes while you're talking it's a whole nother fucking takes it up a notch and it makes it I think it binds everybody. It does. And there's no think about it. It does bind everybody together. <clears throat> I know uh, Charlie's Farm I had on the other night was another one. I've seen his, uh, I've watched his garden throughout the years. And uh, I never realized that it, it, he had such that big of an operation going over there. And I was like, wow, man, that's fucking nice. And he was super cool and gave me mad props. But, uh, you know, it's nice to yeah, get in a little bit more on everybody. And well, just, look at, just look at that big smile on your face, man. That's what says it all. I mean, that's that's why we all do this, because it's just so rewarding. And, hey, look at Fumidor in the, in the chat right now. He says, we should do a podcast crossover episode. I think that's a fucking badass idea. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Where we fucking you know, jump just, on, on their side, they jump on our side, and uh, we get to just maybe cycle through guests. We go through the whole goddamn panel. I don't know. I'm just spitting of all ideas right now because it's super late and uh, I'm super high. 
<laughs> you know, I mentioned to, uh, I think it was either Red Setter, and I keep forgetting to, uh, I think it was Red Setter, but I think it would be a great panel show idea to, uh, for us all to come up with uh, different uses of the plane, see how many ideas we can like cross-reference and come up with uh, plastics, you know, shit like that. It's just like really brainstorm. Do like a Jack Herrera type thing. Just how many different chemically things we can use for it, the edibles, blah, 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 and just... Did they build whole fucking houses and outfitted it with stuff? I've seen him houses, them break houses. <laughs> yeah. That shit's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. But I think it would be a great show and a fucking topic that could probably just run right down. I keep forgetting the. That'd be really that fun. Just, it would be fun just to research that. You know what I mean? Just to get ideas for that. It would be fun just to say, hey, what exactly can we do with this? You know, there, there's so many interesting uh, applications. It's uh, It's always fun to look into that kind of stuff. It's Especially, a miracle plant. It really is. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, we could go on and on and on about it, but I mean, just because how quickly it grows and how it's uh, can actually help the soils that it grows in, how it doesn't need as much water as a lot of the other things that we, uh, well, just just think of the trees alone. You could save, which would help sequester carbon and help us in so many other ways by, you know, switching over to hemp paper, which is lasts a lot longer anyway. <laughs> there's just so many small little steps we could make that would make an immediate positive impact on the uh not only the environment but for for us as mankind too you know what i mean well i fucking i've never seen a tomato plant fucking bind people like this i've never seen a fucking oak tree fucking i've never I, they do have oak tree festivals but i've never seen you know they're not standing around lining up like the cannabis community is and shit. They're not. They're not standing in line for four hours to get into an event. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's 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 it is. It's a miracle plan. It brings people together. It cures people. It fucking cleans the ground. It cleans the fucking air. You can make fuel out of it. I mean, you can't do. I, don't I can't. I can't think of any other plan in the world. That I can, you know, that's good research in itself that has that kind of diversity. I don't know if I'll have to check to be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that hempcrete, um, when you use the the hemp mixed in with the concrete, that not only does it uh, impart a lot more strength, but also it uh, actually will filter your air is what I've, I've heard now. I'll have to look up and get the actual legit uh, legitness of that or not. I'm not sure how that works, but supposedly that as well. And, uh, it's a breathable pore. It's a breathable uh, uh, material, and then also it's uh, it's its own insulator. So the uh, blocks that you use, you don't even have to worry about going back and insulating them walls because the air factor in them bricks is fucking, or the pore itself is so high. That uh, it doesn't even need to insulate. That's badass, dude. <laughs> I've seen them taking like it a flamethrower to them and it doesn't even fucking deteriorate or anything. I mean, it's glowing red and it's just, it won't light on fire. Like, that's fucking dope as shit, man. It is, man. Fucking, it's amazing. You imagine having your house built out of uh, fucking hemp and then you uh, had renewable energy and just totally, how fucking great would you feel that how that, like, 
you're not making an impact as far as a negative impact on your environment you're living in. You're living in harmony around, you know, the environment. That's it just sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't think the only way, the only way a hemp creek house could get any better is to say you paid for said house with to the cannabis money. That <laughs> you grew, grew, you grew that you grew all the hemp that's in it. <laughs> you grew the hemp that was in it, and it was all paid by for by the money you made off the cannabis, right there. Hell yeah, the house hemp built. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I think uh, I like the idea of uh, hemp anyway. I think. Uh, well, see, it's going to be a good way to unlock a, a lot of turf research for us. You know, uh, it's a good way to just do a bunch of uh, open testing, phenol hunting, and there's got to be a turf variation in it to where like one of them just screams something special, and then you just start, you know, smacking the THC back into it and reworking it, or vice versa, maybe. Or just, or just taking some flour of each plant and mixing them together, and fucking rolling that shit up saving the time all that why do you have to have them both just get one that's really good at one one that's really good at the other and mix those two fuckers <laughs> i love cocktail or like a festival joint there where you oh yeah usually a cocktail mix we mix it a little bit mad scientist that shit i always call it my salad i'm just blending them together it's my salad <laughs> there you go Man, Red Setter, man, I can't, he's fucking, he's been there all goddamn night. That's fucking awesome, yeah. brother. Red, you know, shout out to you, Red. I, I see your, your comment. You said you thought you had big shoes to fill when Smiley and Jack took it late. Nice work, Spartan Grill. Thanks, man. Thanks for the kind words. But you're in this chat. I, I'm watching the replays and seeing you in the in the chat every damn night. So you, you still get the throne, man. I'm not even going to try to pretend like I'm going to take it. You're here every fucking night. I'm only here one night <laughs> so far. So far, you got a taste though. You got a taste. Got a taste <laughs> though. I like that nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's. I think I'm. Uh, you know, it's a fun environment. I really think. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying every second of this, and hope that uh, everybody else that comes after you is hopefully, hopefully, gonna enjoy this. I but, think you're uh, really good at at. Um... Having people open up and get comfortable, dude. I think you're a really good interviewer as far as uh, I really enjoy the backstories that you have people, even you know, with me today, you're like, oh, yeah, back it up. How did you get started? It's so fun to get to know people in that way. Um, like you've kind of been their friend, you know, in their journey in life. It's nice to have that story. I've always been a big fan of, uh, you know, reading autobiographies here and there, uh, especially people I really respect to kind of see how you know, what they had to go through because it's nice to know that, you know, even the badasses struggled through shit to get to where they're at. So for you to pull those stories out of people, super interesting for me. So I, you know, I'm kind of addicted. <laughs> That's kind of why I was, I was uh, looking into maybe YouTube red so I could listen to all these long ass talks <laughs> at work, but I can still listen to them right here at home. Man, people. Yeah, I don't uh, expect everybody to marathon it either. If they listen to it and just kind of fast forward it to the parts like they want to listen to, I'm cool with that as well. No, but, uh, it's been really cool, and I'm glad that uh, everybody that's been a part of it so far has uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I know it's become something more than it started out to be. When I started it, I enjoy it. Every night I'm enjoying this more and more. 
and it feels more and more comfortable every night. Uh, and I hope that uh, it can proceed, that it's going to work out. You know, eventually I know that eventually I, uh, and that's the other great thing about this community and the people that are offering their time up and pop up in chat is uh, I get to, you know, reference some of these people that I don't get to see and it ain't going to be uh, big people every night. And I hope that I'm goddamn lucky that I one night I get you read back, I get you back, and, you know, and then this can happen multiple times and not just a one time thing that uh, you enjoy this well enough that you want to come back and fucking hang out. Oh, fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> That's uh I, I know I'm enjoying this. This has been fucking fun. I didn't think, I, you know, I knew you'd hang out for a little while. I knew you were going to be tired, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to uh, keep you rolling as long as I did. And, and I, yeah, I, but sadly, I do been, have to go, man. It's getting late. It's been a fun run, man. I, uh, I, I really, really sincerely enjoyed this. Yeah, me too man i really super appreciated uh the invite and i mean i took it seriously man i, I really like i said i cherish our our friendship so uh i made i made sure to make it happen and and i would look forward to to checking out more and probably coming back man because uh i had a blast it's just like hanging out you know what i mean it's like so uh yeah thanks for having me but i do have to go i'm getting a little nervous with all the walking around at four o'clock in the morning above me so I got to check Real quick, give got, you got to do your shout outs. You got, you know, then you I just, it. just Spartan Grown. I, I'm not really trying to promote myself, man. Spartan Grown on Instagram and, and uh, just shout out to Groskies. That's really, that's what we're doing this for, man, is because like Ego was saying, you know, just to get that appreciation from um, other people that you've taken your time out to help because you guys might not know, re- realize this, but as being people on, on these shows, we, we tend to, I know at least I get a lot of DMs and I try to get to every single one and most people are super cool about it. And, uh, uh, you don't have to be, get right back to them and they don't really get at you, but, uh, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to, to know that you're helping somebody, uh, in something that they're going to turn around and maybe, use that knowledge for the rest of their lives to produce so much medicine for not just themselves, but their family and everything else. So um, don't hesitate to ask questions. Just give me some time. Sometimes it takes me some time to get, get back to you. Well, I know that everybody you do reach out back to appreciate it. And it's gotta be hard to reach back to everybody. But, uh, that being said, I'm going to let you go because I know you're on. Uh, I thank you. I appreciate this. I do, sincerely. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this real soon. Uh, All right, man. I'm going to let you go, though, because uh, I'm really, I got to pee really bad, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, my eyes, are, my eyes are floating already. So, <laughs> All right, man. Hey, uh, peace and uh, have a good rest of the morning is it now <laughs> yeah officially <laughs> all right man we'll, we'll we'll see you i love you dude thank you i love you too have a great night uh, bye fucking spartan grown what a great episode what a great night i knew it was fucking gonna be great uh dropped a bunch of knowledge for everybody uh, i'd like to thank everybody who tuned in 
fact, I'm going to try to no sell out. Welcome. You just caught the end of this. Smoke and grow, Frazier. I'm going to mod your ass as soon as I get off this. John Boy, Red Setter, thank you. Fumador, God, I'm honored you popped in. John Boy, Ned Denver, Boom Farms, boom. Thank you for joining me. Uh, light it up again. I didn't see you. Thank you, sir, for popping in. Who else do we have here? Trey. I don't even want to mess that up. Thank you. Drop shot, of course. You've been a staple here every night. I appreciate you, man. You get you guys that are here every night and from beginning to end. You guys are fucking completely awesome. Dan J. Uh Spartan Crone, of course. Can't forget him. Uh, I don't want to mess up. Denise, you're awesome. You pop in the chat. You know, you're a longtime follower. I got much, much love for you, girl. You're pretty fucking cool. You always crack me up with the uh, things you send me. <coughs> uh, I think, well, I got everybody from this last leg anyway. I broke the show up into two pieces, so if this is the one you're watching, please go back and uh, check out the first half. I don't know what happened there. Zoom broke this episode up into two, but I appreciate it. I appreciate all you guys. Please check out my sponsors, Generic Fertilizers. They have uh, custom blends and anything you want. They can... uh, they can produce it for you in a dry form, save you at least 30%. Active Grow LED. I don't have a code for them, but check them out. My Herbs Now, promo code Eagle Goal. It's My Herbs Now forward slash promo Eagle Gardens. Uh, you get a free grow book and free shipping with that. And yeah, you guys don't have to do any of that. I just appreciate you. And much love for you guys. Please tune in tomorrow. My guest will be Northern Connections, which is a edible company here in Northern Michigan, as well as cannabis producer. Uh, Phil's a good guy, and I've had pleasure to meet him a few times. Please check that out. Please have a great night, or I guess this is uh, early morning. Please have a great day. Please try to do something nice for each other, somebody. Random acts of kindness do change lives. One act will prove it to you. Have a good day. I'm out. Thank you.